Amber Brown, podcaster in the accounting, finance, and fintech space. Our flagship show, Accounting Influencers, is now one of the world's leading podcasts in this genre and has a number of spin off shows over the years. This particular show is now focusing on talent, which, let's face it, is one of the biggest challenges for the accounting world at the moment. And the format stays the same. I interview the experts, the influencers, and the leaders in many different aspects of culture, talent employer brand succession, talent attraction, retention, soft skills, accounting credentials, qualifications, leadership, mental well-being, the brand of the profession, employee value propositions, employee engagement, increasing capacity and headcount in accounting firms, career development, and the usual HR, learning development, DEI, the great resignation, a ton of other talent-related issues in accounting. And whether you're hiring or being hired, happy where you are or considering a move, leading or following, employed or self-employed, totally skilled up and super employable or needing to refresh your skills, sharpen your personal brand. This is the perfect podcast for you accounting, finance and tech professionals to stay competitive, relevant and informed about all things talent in accounting. So let's get moving with today's show. Influencers Broadcast Network presents Influencers in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Brought to you by Advanced Track. Welcome to the Influencers in Accounting podcast. It's me, Rob Brown. Thrilled to have with me special guest today, Kelly Parks. Hello, Kelly. Oh, Rob, how are you? We're doing splendid. Kelly, for people that haven't come across you, and I can't believe there are many. Tell us what you do and how you work in the world. Um, I'm a I'm a certified professional bookkeeper here in Canada. Um, and I came into that world because I had a number of businesses and I was doing my own books. Not well, but I was doing them and working directly with my accountant. But um, really, really, really loved doing bookkeeping. In my previous life, I had a marketing company. I did big projects. And in a lot of ways, collaborating with clients and accountants is all about project management. It came directly into my wheelhouse and um, I'm super task oriented. So being able to start something and finishing and wind up with a meaningful product, the financials at the end was super gratifying. But the the cool thing about the bookkeeping um, is that I embraced the cloud very early on because in my marketing world, uh, things in print and production and marketing went cloud way before almost any other industry. So I already realized the miracle of working from anywhere in the world. Then I started working on creating processes for accountants to work in and bookkeepers to work in the cloud because not a lot of them were. So I came into the cloud accounting world in 2012. And so not that I'm brilliant, but I'm ahead of a lot of people. And so now I help people get to where I love being. And that's been super fun. And I do a lot of that by by crafting processes and helping them implement them in their firms. Mm. And you've got a huge following. You've been doing this a while now. People love what you're doing. Let's put accountants and bookkeepers in one box for a moment. And let me ask you, what kind of state or shape do you feel that profession is in generally right now? I think COVID moved the needle along in so many ways. I think it has made a lot of accounting and bookkeeping firms realize that there is so much merit in collaborating in the cloud with their clients and their team. Whereas before the idea was really out there and it seemed like a cool idea, but change management is is really hard for people. And But I'm going to tell you what's interesting. I live in a bit of a bubble. 
so I have hung around with a lot of cloud types, if you will, in the accounting world. I work with a lot of the applications. I've been in that space for a really long time. And sometimes I forget how hard it is for other people to move there because those of us who embraced it, love it. Does COVID, in your view, accelerate things that were already going on? Or has it created a whole new wave of change and started things that weren't happening? Kelly? More, I would say it, it accelerated the pace. There has been a little bit of that back part of it that, that changed things that weren't even on the radar. For instance? Um, for instance, that's a good question. Now I have to actually back up what I'm saying, Rob. You didn't tell me I had to back up any of the crap that spews out of my mouth. Um, what are some of the things that wouldn't have happened? Well, for some firms, they never would have moved off of uh, the, the crazy servers that they have. So I think for a lot of the firms, they thought they were really cloud-based because they had remote servers. What they've realized is a lot of those remote servers have huge issues and huge IT implications that can be overcome by actual cloud technology. So when I would work with some of some of the firms earlier on before COVID, it was so we'll call that BC, that um, a lot of them thought they were well on their way because they had servers that you could remote into. But once we moved along to the difference with actual cloud-based technology, they realized that some of their servers were dinosaurs causing them trouble. That's a really good point. You talk to accounting firms that think they're digital, they think they're global. It's just because they've got a digital app or they've got a cloud-based platform or they've got a client that uses it. That's not the case, is it? No, it's not the case. And you know, there's even a world of difference. I totally promote Quick Desktop is a fantastic product. And I actually had a client that I kept on it for quite a long time, even though I'd moved everybody else um, onto QuickBooks Online. Zero is a fantastic product. I mean, there, there's there's a ton of them, but those would be the two big, well-developed cloud GL. But QuickBooks Desktop can't be discounted as the ability to work in the cloud either, because you've got hosting things like QBox that do a beautiful job of it. So I was like some sort of ding dong, but it worked out great. A girlfriend of mine introduced, cause we were both working from Florida in the winter, I'm Canadian. And um, she introduced me to uh, hosting QuickBooks desktop on Dropbox. That changed my life in collaborating with my clients because now it was truly up in a place that we could all access it from anywhere. And, and I'm not gonna talk about, because I think people, you wanna know what stops, I'm, I'm giving away the ending here. What stops accounting firms from going into the cloud space is that sometimes there are client models that can't move yet. And they think, okay, if I can't move them, then we're stuck just doing things the old way. You're not stuck doing things the old way. You can still host it because now with Web Connect, you can take the likes of QuickBooks and connect up those cloud payment processors. You can connect up the likes of Dex to it. You can publish to it. You can connect these things on the back end to take checks out of play. Uh, I know I'm speaking to the converted here, being uh, you a fellow Commonwealther that checks are, I mean, I haven't written a check in gotta be 10, 12 years, right? But there's people who do, Rob, believe it or not. I understand. And in a way, Kelly, we are talking to the some of the early adopters here or sat back listening to this podcast or taking the dog for a walk and thinking, well, Kelly's talking about things we've already done, but let's take it back to basics and build this up. 
In the Kelly Parks Dictionary of Life and Business, tell us what the cloud is so that we're all of one accord. You know what? That's a great question because I was on, uh, I'm just going to give you a little example. I had that same confusion for a really long time. So I started working on Dropbox, as I mentioned, uh, in 2009. And then I was on QuickBooks and Zero by 2012. And I had adopted everything like Dext, Hubdoc, Pluto, all of that stuff. Uh, by 2014, my clients and I were completely paperless. And it was like Nirvana. Um, and I still didn't quite understand what the word cloud meant. And then I went to a conference. There's an association here in Canada, the Certified Professional Bookkeepers Association of Canada. Way ahead. These are my people. By 2014, this was a thing for uh, quite a collective of people. And I'm at a conference there and somebody, and I'm going to this thing, what is the cloud? Because I'm like, what is the cloud? And then I realize I'm on the cloud. So the cl I'm actually doing the cloud thing. And the cloud thing is getting to the point of what you asked, Rob. The cloud thing is when your data is hosted somewhere other than on a server within your location, on your desktop. So if your programs are housed solely on a server you control and on your desktop, that's not in the cloud. If your programs are accessible from anywhere, anytime through a browser-based manner, that's the cloud. Got it. Because if you asked 100 different accountants what the cloud is, you'd probably get 110 different answers, wouldn't you? 100%. So just to be clear, a server is not the cloud. No. I, it just isn't. There's still a physical location that you control what happens with all of that. The cloud is essentially what we call software as a service or the SaaS product, um, with the exception of the hosted de desktop, which is QBox, which is still something that is ultimately based on what we'll call uh, Amazon Web Services or uh, any of, or Microsoft Azure. Got it. And we did a, we deliberately don't make this show too technical. That's for my benefit rather than the listeners, because I'm a former high school math teacher and part qualified accountant. So I, I get the numbers. But what stops accountants going to the cloud? One of the concerns has always been security, because Accountants, bookkeepers, by virtue of their nature, they're risk averse. They are, they want safety in the numbers. They like to know where everything is. They like to be able to lay their hands on everything. They like control. So that's always been a concern, hasn't it? At least until recent years. So I need to back up your comment a little. You think accountants and bookkeepers want control? I, this is I have not heard this. Okay, <laughs> I know so you're shocked now, aren't you? <laughs> I'm totally shocked by that. So this is just as big a. a a shock to me is what was some, and I know we're supposed to stay on topic here, but now I've learned about faffing about low-level biffing, gobby, and the accountants and bookkeepers are controlled. I know I'm rocking your world right now, Kelly, but that's that's the way it is. <laughs> yeah, and, and here's the thing, because I do a lot of talk around security in the cloud. That is one of my talking points because I believe so mightily in it, and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention my blog. It's redundancy for the sake of redundancy, and it also touches on all the security. There's two types of people when they're going to the cloud. Seems to be nobody in the middle. There are the ones that don't want to go to the cloud because they are so petrified of the security. Those are the same people who will send a check through the mail and uh, go to online banking without two-factor verification. And then there are the other group that give it no thought at all, run headlong into the cloud with no consideration of backing their data up or who has access to their data or protecting access to their program. Those are the two types of people that are out there. They need to meet in the middle somewhere. You would think there would be some common ground there. Yeah, but in my experience, Rob, it's really been either or. Running or even if they're crawling to the cloud, 
They still have no consideration for security at all. So this is where I work with change management on this. And I always do a security audit for clients and none of them pass, even if they're totally based on their desktop, nothing, right? They're backing up their data uh, to a, uh, you know, a stick that they then leave on the desk next to their computer. And then it goes to a server that's back in their warehouse somewhere, but they won't go to the cloud because they're worried about their data disappearing. And these are the same people that don't have their computers password protected. So let's summarize what we've got so far. Why are accountants and bookkeepers not going to the cloud as readily as they should be? One of the reasons is security and that they're risk averse. Another that you've alluded to is that they are perhaps complacent. They've done some things in a certain way for so many years. Double entry bookkeeping's not changed over thousands of years, has it? So they get in that, dare we say, a rut or a way of doing things. And they want to continue that because, as you hinted, they don't cope well with change. They don't do well with change. And here's what's interesting, Rob. Lots of accounting firms are making lots of money. (laughs) They are not motivated to change to the unknown because they're already making money. They don't. Very good point. And the change makers aren't the ones suffering under the weight of old processes. I have disengaged from a number of firms because the change makers if you will, those in charge of ultimately deciding on the change are so busy making money (laughs) and running the KPIs and the ROEs, ROIs on everything that they're stuck. You're going to move to the cloud. There is 100% an element of leap of faith. And if people aren't willing to take that leap of faith and just say, this is where we're going, it's going to be really hard to get there. I think that that's one of the biggest things is it's very hard to measure the KPIs on such a change in process that it gets stopped right there. Let's camp on that for a moment. You bring up such an important point. Because accounting and bookkeeping is pretty much required by law, businesses have to stay compliant or regulatory demands. We all need an accountant and a bookkeeper to keep us out of jail. So there is that arrogance or complacency in that we've got an element, elegant business model. Money comes in every month, every year. Our clients keep renewing what they're doing with us. They still need an audit and tax stuff doing. So why should we change? Why should we invest in technology and in cloud and everything else? Because it's been working perfectly fine. So I guess one of the other drivers for going into the cloud would be demands from the clients themselves who are in the cloud. And if that demand isn't coming from clients, then where is the incentive for accountants and bookkeepers to change? You you actually really hit on a good point. The, The demand is coming from clients. Some of the clients that don't care about change, they don't need to be in their GLs, all of that kind of stuff. They're retiring. They, they, and they, you know, they, the new business is being driven by younger clients and younger team members. And if you don't go to where these people live, you're missing out on a number of things. And so this isn't one of the reasons they don't change. I'm going to move on to a reason they should change to sell a cloud-based accounting or bookkeeping business. I'm going to make something up here. I think it's 1.5 times revenue. Yeah, the multiple. The multiple. To sell an old dog firm, actually, by and large, isn't even happening unless somebody just wants that client That client base is going to take and, and transform the business anyway. But I'll tell you, it's, it's very often not 1.5 revenue unless they have some other compelling service that very few people offer. So if you don't have a compelling service and you're not moving towards the new way of doing things, you're going to have a hard time selling your accounting firm. So true. There's a lot of consolidation, M&A activity, private equity, VC money's coming into accounting. A lot of baby boomers are selling up. But you're right. If they are not digitized, where is the value in that? It's in a Rolodex, isn't it, really? It's in a, a list of clients that are 
not in the cloud and you're not in the cloud. So where truly is the value? Just buying a simple book of business. Buying a book of business. But what's happening is it is being driven by clients. I see it more and more. So I always do a file review before I even consider taking on a client. So they go through a whole vetting process with me to match my ideal client. And then I do a file review. By and large now, it's only QuickBooks online or zero file reviews. The people that are looking for accountants and bookkeepers or are looking to change from accountant and bookkeepers are coming with cloud-based GLs now. You prompted another question for me, Kelly. There is more and more movement from one accounting firm to another, one bookkeeping firm to another. We heard a story recently about a business, a significant business that had withdrawn all of its work from an accounting firm and gone to a firm of essentially bookkeepers that were certified in zero, certified in Sage, QuickBooks, whatever it was. And they said, we don't need accountants. We just need someone to do the compliance work. There is going to be more of that and they don't want the advisory stuff. They don't want that trusted advisor to speak into the business. So there will be a lot of change. And you won't pick up any of that switch business, as we call it, from other firms and providers unless you are in the cloud yourself. And you make a really interesting point, Rob. And we're seeing this here in Canada. And again, I run in a bubble. I spend my days working with cloud-based people. And I was on the board of directors for our bookkeeper association. I'm heavily involved in it. It owns my heart. Um, so I am running with a forward-thinking crowd anyway. Some of the stuff that these bookkeepers are doing is amazing because we are right in the weeds of our clients' business. We know more about them often than their spouses may know, <laughs> certainly about their business. And, you know, if you're taking on a cleanup file, you may even know what kind of cigarettes they smoke before they know they're not allowed to write them off. But people who are in, especially the cloud-based books, because we're collaborating right in that same space with our clients. In real time. In real time. We can bring so much day-to-day -day value. And here in Canada, we can actually do corporate tax returns. I believe it, I don't do them, but I believe it's up to 500,000 in revenue. And a lot of bookkeepers do personal tax returns. We we are deeply involved with our clients. And I'm thinking of Star Trek. We all used to watch Star Trek and be wowed at the technology and the sliding doors and, and things like that. But a lot of that technology is with us. And you, you're giving us a little picture there of what the future holds that is already here for some accountants and bookkeepers on the bleeding edge of clouds. So they're doing some incredible things that the long tail, if you like, and the majority of professionals are not anywhere near right now. And you know, I'll tell you what's interesting. So in 2012, there's no other way to put it. The, the cloud-based program stank. They stank the place <laughs> out. They were horrible. Even some of the outside applications, they took you away from the paper world, but they certainly aren't what they are now. So, you know, some of us took a couple of hits for the team along the way. Yeah, you were a pioneer face down in the dirt with arrows in your back, Kelly, weren't you? Uh, you have no idea. <laughs> but here's the thing of it. It was the same thing in the design and print industry. Now I'm going to say 30 years ago, time's a weird continuum. The programs were awful. The proofing systems were awful. But we wanted to be where... It was going. We wanted to be where the future was. That is a real struggle for a lot of accountants and bookkeepers. I took on some of those early things, not because it was great in that moment. It gave me the way to run a lifestyle business for myself and my clients. Freed us up, collaborate in real time. There was a lot of good stuff about it. Where we wanted to be, though, is why we were using the programs that stank the place out then. We could see that we were going to get to where a lot of us are now. And that is higher level work, 
I'm a bookkeeper, but I am in very tight with my client and doing a lot of other work for them, including, and I know you don't want to get this too crazy. I do processes and automations and all kinds of work outside of the accounting space for my clients because I know so much about how their business is running. And a lot of accounts are scared that the space is going to that, that we're becoming implementation specialists. We're becoming tech because you want to talk about the problems with going to the cloud, the fear. And one of them is there's so much other interesting work that can be done that does not sound interesting to accountants. Mm. Talk to us about the role of culture in a firm, in a practice, Kelly, because there may be some people that want to take the firm to cloud or have pushed from clients to do so, but they're banging their head against a brick wall, trying to push change through. We talked a little bit about the intransigence of the baby boomers and the senior partners not wanting to change, but the culture of a practice must speak a lot to its ability to adopt cloud. And so I think that one of the things that happens that needs to change is that they are not engaging their clients and their team members in the process, and they're not cheerleading. You have to have a full vision of where it's going and why. Why are you doing anything? What's the outcome you're looking for? Are you driving to sell your business? This goes for your clients and for your firm. Are you running a lifestyle business? Is it a passion project? You need to define what all that is about and change becomes a lot easier. But if you don't engage your team members in it, you're going to have a hard time pushing it through. And so, for example, not and, and I don't mean that I, I know everything. I don't, especially when it comes to team. It's always a tough one. But it's small things like this. When I was changing over my uh, CRM project management, I didn't just make a decision. I engaged Marissa. I have one person now. I engaged Marissa in it and said, here are the options. Go play and tell me what resonates with you too. And so if they don't bring on cheerleaders and engage people in it, you got trouble. And I saw a firm that really, really didn't want to change, but they they know that they have to. So you know what they did? They engaged the people in the process for their new cloud-based practice management program. They engaged the most resistant team members. Don't do that. <laughs> and it's the same thing. When I was migrating my clients to the cloud, I took the ones that it was going to be the hardest and gave them what their biggest wins were going to be. I took one on that end. And I took the one over here that couldn't get there fast enough so that I could see what would happen with everybody in the middle. I knew the best and the worst case scenario. I think you need to do a little bit of that with your team members too, but don't just pick, if you want this project to fail, don't just pick, I mean, you're going to pick the ones that least want it to go forward, right? It's a great point. Talk to us a little bit about the future. We're never going back from cloud now. So what do the next few years look like for us? Those early heady days where the technology was changing every day and the benefits were streaming in and yet people were really slow to adopt it. So for those of us in the middle of it, it was super exciting. We 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 just kept seeing all these changes and all these improvements. I think I'm just guessing and maybe I'm blowing smoke here. I think now the big changes in the tech has happened what you're going to see is just a more steady adoption rate. Because, of course, we've all seen the, the graphs, right? So, you know, we, we had the innovators and the early adopters, and it, it had a high thing, and then it, it plateaued. So I think it's going to just be a slow burn of continuing on, and it's becoming a way of life that's way more accepted. There's not going to be a whole lot more of these aha moments, except for the first few times that you're working with a client and, you know, from Thailand, and they are in Europe. I create custom reports for my clients so they can go in any minute and look at where they're at. And then we have a process that I, I ship out a note when the books are actually closed that says your books are now accurate. I think those will be some of the aha moments for clients. 
that collaboration is so real and the books are so meaningful to them, but I don't think you're going to have giant steps in the actual technology like we've had. I, I think we're there. There's certainly a lot of bookkeepers and accountants standing and waiting to see what will happen. And then they'll make their move. Might be too late. Who knows? Kelly, we'll put all your contact details and social media links into our show notes so people can reach out to you. But one final question for you. What words of encouragement or a call to arms, if you like, would you give to the accountants and bookkeepers listening that really do want to be a driver of change? They want to be a champion. They want to push things through. They want to bring clients into the cloud with them. They want to bring their colleagues and even bosses into the cloud with them. They want to blaze a trail. They want to be a pioneer, if you like. What would you say to them? I would say if your fear is that you are actually maybe putting yourself out of a job because you're not slugging it out in the actual data entry world, you will find that once you take that leap, and it's a leap of faith in so many ways, that you are not working yourself out of a job. You are working yourself into a much more interesting day. Well, Kelly Parks, that's been terrific. Thank you so much for your passion and your insights and your time with us today. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Influencers in Accounting. Brought to you by Advanced Track. Your access to world-class accounting leaders, global influencers, and thought leaders. Discover what makes accounting firms great and accounting professionals world-class. Thank you for listening to this new Talent in Accounting podcast. This is a relatively new show, but already has over a thousand listeners. So we appreciate you tuning in and sharing the show with your connections. If you have a potentially good guest you'd like to see on the show with some great insights on talent, reach out to me on LinkedIn with a message and we'll follow them up. And as we build this show up, we're looking for a couple of sponsors for whom talent and the accounting finance space is important loads of great opportunities to get your brand out there and show your key messages and even get some of your own guests on the show again drop me a message on linkedin to tee up that conversation and for great podcast content elsewhere make sure you subscribe to our main show accounting influencers goes out every monday and join the forty thousand listeners in 150 countries for brilliant interviews with the top leaders experts and influencers in the accounting and fintech world finally why don't you join us and our community with some conversations at our next virtual speed networking session. These are now taking place every two months for accounting, finance, and tech professionals. 75 minutes of speed dating, great discussions, raising your personal profile, making new connections. Go to accountinginfluencers.com to register your free place for our next event. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.